It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is episode number 276 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell, and we're back for more. As the Redskins continue right along, and never a day is boring in Redskins land, and that is the same for today. Coming up on this episode, we will address all the latest Trent Williams rumors, and there's a big one uh, as well. What to do? We'll hear from Donald Penn, who just signed and potentially will replace Trent Williams. As well, the Redskins getting into a couple of fights at training camp on Wednesday. So we'll have some thoughts on that and some other uh, camp rumblings. As well, a new article in the Washington Post that was taken from something I said on this podcast and uh, on the radio station that I work for, 106.7 The Fan, uh, just a couple of weeks ago. So we'll have some uh, notes on that. All right, let's get started with this. So on Wednesday, as you know, this Trent Williams situation is clearly not heading in the right direction. Anybody that thinks it is, uh, is woefully optimistic uh, and I think going to be wrong. Uh, But ultimately, I I don't know how it's going to turn out because money and time and motivation, you know, everything can change. So it does us no good to say declaratively and definitively, I know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with Trent Williams. I really don't. Uh, I've known Trent, again, since the day he walked in the door. I've covered him, you know, in some way, shape, or form every year since then uh, for the first six years of his career, five years of his career full-time on the beat. After that, not as much full-time, but around enough. Uh, Trent and I have a good relationship. Um, And here's the bottom line. I don't think Trent Williams really does want to play for the Redskins anymore. I don't know if that's true. That's just my sense. That's just my gut. Here's the bottom line. You know, we can't act like we know what Trent Williams is thinking because Trent Williams, to my knowledge, is not talking to anybody. Um, Unless he's talking to somebody privately, meaning reporters, and that reporter has shielded information really, really, really well uh, and not really gone hard with anything, quite honestly, um, I don't think we really know. I don't think we really know what Trent Williams is kind of thinking. Um, However, you start putting two and two together and you start looking at Trent Williams is a guy that, again, has put his body on the line, uh, that was frustrated with the medical diagnosis, the timing, uh, the handling, whatever it is, um, with the scalp issue. On top of that, looks at a contract, again, that allows him to be cut very easily to the tune of $1.9-ish million in dead money after this upcoming year. 
he looks at an organization that drafted his potential replacement much higher than anybody thought they would. Uh, Jaron Christian out of Louisville last year in the draft. And even though Trent has befriended him and helped him out and all that stuff, you know, that, that's Trent. That's what a veteran does to a rookie. But that doesn't mean that Trent wasn't happy or was happy that Jaron Christian was drafted, that the Redskins potentially drafted his replacement. And when you combine the medical frustration with the contract with that, you get an angry bear. The notion that Trent is just going to show up, the notion that Trent is just going to show up week three, week four of the preseason just because he doesn't want to go to training camp, I'm not saying that's impossible. I'm just saying I don't think it's as likely as everybody else thinks it is, if I'm being honest with you. Again, I have zero, zero inside information. Trent will not return a call. Trent will not return a text. Neither will his agent. Now, I've left them alone the last couple of weeks, you know, but there were plenty of opportunities for them to do so. And I've always been, again, I'm not saying I'm special, but I've always been, I've always had a good relationship with Trent and Vince, his agent. The bottom line is, is they're not talking. Uh, maybe they're talking to Lockham for him. Maybe that's how that story leaked out about the fractured relationship. I don't know. But here's the bottom line. On Wednesday... Jeff Howe of The Athletic came out and said, fact of the matter, the Redskins are having trade discussions regarding left tackle Trent Williams, according to a source. Now, Howe covers the Patriots for The Athletic. You put two and two together, and you likely think that the source is somebody from the Patriots. Now, that doesn't mean absolutely it is, but two and two together, and generally that's what we're talking about here. Oh, by the way, the Patriots also have a potential need at left tackle because uh, Isaiah Wynn, a first-round pick last year, who is expected to be the week one starter, uh, hasn't been cleared for team practice after blowing out his Achilles last year. And... If you're the Patriots, can you trust that he's going to be ready to go? Can you trust that he's going to be absolutely healthy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you can. I mean, I'm sure they'll do it if they have to, but they owe it to themselves to look out for a better solution. So maybe the Patriots called the Washington Redskins, and said, hey, we'd be interested in trading for Trent Williams. Are you guys interested? And if you go by what my colleague at 106.7 The Fan, Craig Hoffman, has said repeatedly, including to me, on Wednesday night, they're not trying to trade Trent Williams, is basically what Hoffman said, meaning the Redskins, meaning Could the Patriots, could another team, could multiple teams have called? Yes. Could the Redskins have taken the call? Yes. Did the Redskins apparently engage in active trade negotiations? According to Hoffman, and it sounds also like, according to J.P. Finley, who also talked to some source in the Redskins organization saying it was the first he had ever heard of it. Not that that's definitive. Not that they can't lie. But, again, the Redskins are kind of denying it. 
they could have taken the call and they could have entertained the discussion and said, you know, we haven't decided to do that yet. Maybe we will. What would it take? Or what would you be willing to pay? Just so we can get some parameters. This is what I think the Redskins should be doing. The Redskins should not be seeking out other teams. The Redskins should be waiting for teams to call them. And it sounds like teams have called them. There's another uh, news report on Wednesday night from Benjamin Albright out in Denver that several teams, not including the Broncos apparently, are interested in trading for Trent Williams. Again, we don't know what kind of discussions the Redskins have had. They could have had trade discussions, although, again, that's coming from an outside source. People that are around the team every day are being told, no, 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 we haven't had any trade discussions. Now, one thing that we should keep in mind is it's not advantageous for the Redskins to leak out that they are trying to trade Trent Williams. They have less leverage that way. As I pointed out on Wednesday night on the radio on 106.7 The Fan, the second that the Steelers said, yeah, hell-bent on trading Antonio Brown, getting him out of here, boom, 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 they were never going to get fair value for him. Never going to. Look at what the Giants got for Odell Beckham Jr. with a much worse contract or much more expensive contract than Antonio Brown. The Redskins should not admit that they are calling anybody or should not admit that they're interested in trading Trent Williams. As a matter of fact, they should categorically deny it and then do it. They should only do it if they get the right offer. And I'll just say this. They shouldn't do it right now. Not before week one of the preseason. But they should look at if Trent Williams does not report after game three. After game three of the preseason. So right around the preseason debut and and schedule uh, starts Thursday, August 8th, and then I think it's Thursday, August the 15th, and I'm sorry, yeah, Thursday, August 15th, and then I think it's a Saturday, August 24th, I think. Maybe it's not. Uh, I'll have to double-check. Against Atlanta. If he hasn't reported by, say, like right around August 22nd, 23rd, somewhere in that range, and if you call him and if he answers your call and Trent Williams says, the hell with you guys. I'm not reporting. I'm not coming back. I hate you. I want to trade. I want out of here. I'm sorry. This is why. You know why. Ba 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 ba. And no matter what you try to do to get him in, that's when you trade him. Because if you wait until he misses week one of the NFL regular season, and he doesn't report, you put him on the report. You know, again on the reserve list, he loses trade value. The Redskins lose trade value. You know, Trent could be working out, but he's not playing or practicing football. So it's going to take him a couple of weeks, you would think, to ramp up to get into football shape, I would think, for his new team. But then on top of that, it becomes desperate. Or it becomes obvious that the Redskins are desperate, that the Redskins are up against the wall because Trent Williams won't report. He refuses to report for whatever reason he has. And it doesn't have to be just one reason. So then... The Redskins are kind of desperate to clear up a messy situation. They're tired of dealing with it. They're tired of being asked about it. They're tired of having it hang over the franchise's head. But if you if you feel the calls now, if you enter in some parameters discussions, and then you say, we're not willing to do this right now, but check back with us in two, three weeks. We might be willing to. 
I think that's perfectly fine. I think that's perfectly clear. And maybe an official with another organization, maybe it was the Patriots, took that as, yeah, the Redskins are having trade discussions and leaked that to Jeff Howe. I don't know if that's how it happened, but maybe that's how it happened. Uh, Again, I would just say this. Maybe the Redskins are actually seeking out trade partners. Um, It doesn't make much sense to me right now, right now, but maybe they are. Maybe they are. Again, that part doesn't make sense to me. They should be fielding calls and discussing parameters or loose parameters, but they should not be actively and aggressively seeking a trade. Not at this point. Even if they're convinced that Trent is not coming back, they shouldn't do it right now at this point. Because... You could potentially get a more desperate team also that loses his less their left tackle to injury for a long time or long term, i.e. the season, that is willing to pay more by waiting a little bit more. Now, again, you can't wait that long. That's a very fine line. But I wouldn't do it right now. I wouldn't do it right now. All right, so that's the story on Trent Williams and the very latest. In that regard, when we come back, we'll hear from Donald Penn, the Redskins' new left tackle, replacing Trent Williams, at least for now, and apparently a conversation the two had. That's next, right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 276. Good to have you with us. This is David Harrison of the Locked on Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card what's up guys it's chris russell locked on redskins remember the days when you were always ready to go not to go to work not to go to the store because you forgot something but ready to go to the bedroom that's right now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed fellas listen up bluechew.com that's blue like the color blue Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew. Is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit BlueChew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping again. That's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. 
All right, we are back. It is episode number 276 on the Locked on Redskins podcast. So Donald Penn was officially on the practice fields Wednesday in Richmond with the Washington Redskins, 36-year-old. Again, has played a lot of left tackle, right tackle last year, 12-year career, missed most of last year with a leg injury, uh, has made three Pro Bowlers, plenty of experience. Again, he worked out for the Redskins last Friday, didn't sign until uh, Tuesday. Apparently, he had other interest. Uh, and other teams calling, uh, but, you know, one thing that you're about to hear is that he had a conversation with Trent Williams. He says, look, Trent's one of my good friends. We're on the same page. We had a good conversation. We talked. So if Trent Williams gave the blessing for Donald Penn to sign with the Redskins, I don't know. I mean, I interpret that as – a, I don't want to keep a friend unemployed, and if I'm not planning, if I'm not there, I'd rather see him get unemployed. And if I change my mind, maybe we can both be on the same team, and Donald Penn can be a backup swing. Number one or number two, that Trent Williams is absolutely not planning on coming back, as has been reported, which is entirely plausible. We don't know. Listen to Donald Penn meet with the media on Wednesday at Redskins Park, courtesy of the Washington Redskins. How's everybody doing? Doing pretty well. How are you? Hey, Donald. So what factored into your decision to be open to coming to Washington, signing with the team? What factored into your decision to come into this team? Uh, the main factor was uh, playing left tackle again. Uh, I kind of reluctantly played right tackle last year, you know, being a team player. But uh, I'm a left tackle at heart, and I played left tackle my whole career. And I wanted to go somewhere where I had a chance to start and uh, play left tackle. And I know Jay Gruden's uh, offense pretty well because I work with his brother a lot. And I worked with Jay my first two years in the league with Tampa. So I had a lot of familiar faces here, Bruce Allen, Doug Williams. And, you know, um, they, they, wanted, they said they needed some help. And, and, you know, we worked everything out. So I was willing to come in and help. Donald, what have you been doing just to kind of prepare yourself uh, in your time out of the league just to prepare for this chance? I've been I've been working out um, at home. I've been working out proactive. Uh, even you know Dwayne, he worked out out there during during the off season. So I met him, knew him. But I've been working out proactive. You know, doing football work. Uh, worked out with Jackie Slater. You know, the Hall of Famer a little bit to uh, tone in on on actual football stuff without just lifting and working out. But you know, just got kept my weight down. Just just been staying in shape so I'll be ready when I got the opportunity. Uh, obviously, this team has Trent Williams at left tackle who's not here. Have they told you that they expect you to be able to start you to start the season at left tackle if, as things go along here? We haven't went that far, but I, um, Trent's one of my good friends. I reached out to Trent before I signed, and we had a good conversation, and uh, we talked, and uh, you know we're on the same page. Did that lead you to believe that that he won't be showing up anytime soon? I'm not going to get into that too much. I mean, it was a personal conversation between me and Trent, though, but um, I'll just leave it at that. What? <clears throat> excuse me. After last year, you know, you're obviously you're getting you're 36 years old, coming off the injury. Right tackle, what do you feel you still have left? Oh, I got a whole bunch in my tank. Uh, and the key word is left, left tackle. You feel what I mean? I played right last year. I wasn't at my best. Uh, I was coming off a of Liz Frank right foot injury, and uh, they, turned, they turned that into my power foot. And I was out there struggling a little bit. I'm going to be honest. I'm an honest person. But, you know, I, the time off really helped. My foot feels great. I have no pain in it anymore. And I'm back at a comfortable position where I feel like I can strive and be great at and get back, uh, get back to – to my old self. Because what are some of the differences between 
playing right tackle and left tackle? If, if I'd done it consistently, like throughout my career, it wouldn't have been so hard. But I've been a left tackle since my second year in the league. So I've been a left tackle for 12 years. I haven't gotten a right tackle stance except for when I played in the Pro Bowl a couple of years ago. So if I was doing it a little bit more consistently, it wouldn't have been that big of a thing. But they threw me out there two weeks before the season and said, hey, you're playing right tackle. It was a big adjustment. And I've never torn, strained, or pulled a muscle in my life, and I pulled my groin, you know, trying to, trying to uh, compensate for that. But it's like, it's like kind of like trying to write with your right hand at first. And I'm left-handed. So it, it was very tough. I tried to do the best I could. I tried to adjust. Um, but I'm very much more comfortable at left tackle. Donald, you first came out on Friday, and then a couple days kind of went best, and then you came back and now signed. Can, can you take us through those couple days um, of the decision-making process of, I guess, what made it happen this time as opposed to maybe Friday? Well, I had other teams calling and other teams interested, so I wanted to go home and, and weigh my options. And I've been kind of comfortable the last five years being in Oakland because I'm from L.A. My kids are out there living close to home. Coming out here is going to be a big decision, you know, not seeing them as much and having to have them fly across country, you know, while they're in school and stuff. So I had to go talk to my family and stuff. And then I was, um, you know, I wanted to weigh my options with these other teams and I wanted to make, uh, make, my, make the best, best fit and best, best decision. And good thing is, you know, the Redskins gave me time to do that, and, and it ended up working out good. I'm here. I'm happy to be here. Donna, you were a fan favorite out in uh, in Oakland, you know, during your time out there. So is it uh, is it kind of bittersweet, you know, to to be in a different situation, considering that you you playing with, you know, for the brother of the coach you were with before? Uh, it's funny too, because uh, Gruden texted me this morning talking about you can't shake the Grudens. <laughs> we were um, joking, but uh, you know I grew up a Raider fan, so it was kind of like a dream come true, you know, playing for a team. I grew up, and you know I did a lot of special things there. I have a lot of special friends there. You know I was playing. I thought I was gonna retire uh, a Raider, but it didn't happen like that. Um, I'm always gonna love my time there. I'm always gonna love the Raiders. Uh, but now I'm a Redskin. I'm ready for this new chapter, and I'm happy, and I'm, I'm especially happy to be back at left tackle because I feel so much more comfortable. Donald, what about the pieces in place that Washington has here? What do you think of the current offensive line that they have? What do you think the ceiling is for this particular group, especially if you're one of the starting members of it? Well, I know the right, right side is very strong. I watched them in the past. I know um, the right side is strong. Uh, you know, I'm, I think, uh, I think uh, the left guard, I think he's, he's really doing a lot better on the inside. He looked great today. This is my first time watching him. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm an older guy, so I'm going to try to help as much as possible. I'm going to try to mentor some of these young guys. We have a great O-line coach, one of the best O-line coaches in the league. That was another big factor. So, you know, I'm going to try to just help them as much as I can, give them my veteran leadership. I was already coaching some of them up today. And uh, I think we got, we, we, got a, we got a good group. You know, I think we do. Uh, we got to lead the team. We got to lead the offense, especially I don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback. So, well, however that works out, you know, we got some good guys there. I know Case very much. Um, and like I said, Dwayne worked out with me this offseason, so I, I, he's a great young kid. I like the pieces they have in, in, in uh, place, so it looks like they've been working hard, and I'm just trying to pick up so it, so it doesn't look like I'm slacking. I'm just trying to you know, go unnoticed and just keep working with them. But uh, we got a good thing going, because if we didn't, and you know, I'm going to my last year, I want, I'm not just signing just to play, I'm signing to win. Um, Jay, you had mentioned the, the playbook a little bit, but Jay had said today that he expects you to learn it in like 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, I, I picked it up, it yeah. was, it was the, the terminology and lingo, was, I, it was so great, like they threw me in a day and I was, I, I was picking it up pretty fast. I was surprised because when I got in there and met with him this morning, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I know this. Oh, oh, I know that. Oh, I know that they're very similar. You know, they're brothers. They're very similar. I just left 
Gruden's offense, and it got a lot of very similarities. So, you know, a couple little calls and names, but I was really surprised with how fast I was picking up today. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got that. I got that. So. Um, Donald, you're saying about playing on the left side, that how that important was important for you. Last year, Ty Nsecki was, was able to swing between the left and the right um, when Trent and M M Moses were, uh, were out there. If Trent comes back, do you see yourself sort of just staying on the left, or do you think at that point you would potentially swing between the two? I, if, if they want me to be the swing guy, we talked about that. I'll definitely be the swing guy. Um, you know, I talked to Trent about that too. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what's, what's going to happen. But um, right now, I'm going to be focusing on that left tackle. Um, after practice, when we do extra stuff, I'll probably work in a little right tackle so it won't be thrown into me like I did last year, two weeks before the season. You know, so I will. And during the offseason, I've been doing both too. So even when I was working with Jackie Slater and doing my workouts, I was doing both just to uh, hone in. So in case something did happen like that, it wouldn't be so tough on me. Yeah, I did. I talked to him before I, before I made my decision to sign. All right, so that's Donald Penn, veteran offensive tackle, newly signed to the Redskins, and away we go. And when we come back, we'll put the finishing touches on this particular episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast, talk about some of the fights and some of the roster moves that were also made on Wednesday. Do that next right here on LOR 276. Good to have you with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, back here on episode number 276 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell. There were a, a couple of skirmishes, if you will. Remember on Tuesday, JoJo Wicker and Tyler Catalina went at it. Tim Settle came in late with a little Pearl Harbor job. Uh, Catalina, by the way, waived by the Redskins on um, Wednesday morning, as was um, Casey Dunn. He was waived injured. Uh, but there was more of that on Wednesday during practice at the Bon Secours Washington Redskins Training Center uh, in Richmond, per John Keim of ESPN, he said, quote, a lot of jawing as one-on-one -on -one drills between the lines end. Jonathan Allen was upset about something. He says will be uh, interesting during the full team session. And he said, as expected, another skirmish, meaning um, uh, Eric Flowers and Morgan Moses, he says, involved in something with the DL, lots of heat. And he said, added Gruden pissed. And then John Jay Gruden, the Redskins head coach, made the offensive line and the defensive line run sprints on the side field. Uh, as John kind of noted, he said fights may be fun for the fans, but was getting in the way of work, so not good for coaches. So there you have that. We'll get more on that from Jay Gruden on Thursday. But the bottom line is, is you know, again, th that's all great. Fights, battles, scratches, whatever, man. But people get hurt, and it does ruin the flow of what you're trying to do in a compressed schedule because they can't keep these guys on the field for that long. By the way, we mentioned that the Redskins released Tyler Catalina. That's a little bit of a surprise. 
considering that he could play a little tackle and a little guard. I don't know what happened there, uh, but maybe, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they thought he started the fight. I, I don't know uh, what happened uh, there. I, I'm a little bit surprised by that, quite honestly, especially with such a large roster size. Uh, but they let go of Tyler Catalina, uh, and also they signed Hugh Thornton, who we talked about on episode number 275. Uh, he will be a guard. Again, we mentioned they waived Casey Dunn. Uh, and, of course, they officially signed uh, Donald Penn. So those are the roster moves uh, for the Washington Redskins. Uh, and, as well, the Redskins are also going to have to make, uh, I think, one other roster. Uh, actually, you know what? The the one other roster move was Casey Dunn. So uh, there you go. Um, you know, look, the Redskins are going to have a constant shuttling, as most teams are, of bodies. Just because you sign a guy now doesn't mean he's absolutely going to make it, but it's a, a pretty good, I would think, bet that both Hugh Thornton and um, Donald Penn certainly are going to be on the opening day roster. Don't know that for sure. I would think Penn much, 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 much more likely than Hugh Thornton, but that's basically uh, the nuts and bolts of that. All right, that is going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. That is going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us, as always. Uh, episode number 276. Uh, back in as soon as we can with episode number 277 after Thursday's practice uh, in Richmond. And then the Redskins will have another day off. And then it's a weekend, fan appreciation weekend. Uh, down in Richmond, so if you're heading down there, uh, certainly have fun. There'll be all sorts of good activities. All right, that is to come next time. Thanks for being with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell, Locked On Podcast Network, and Locked On Redskins. There you go. Have a great day, everyone. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.